Hello, everyone, and welcome to Bookends with Friends. I'm your big word boy, Parker Moon. I am the second co-host, the one who does the most, through jokes and rhymes, annoying at times, I really don't mean to boast. I'm Brett Urban. Oh my god, that was incredible. Right, Why, do sorry, I have to go go, Why do I have to go after him every time? I'm yeah, your I'm co-host, so Daniel Phillips. Oh, and we are Bookends with Friends. We are a weekly book club podcast where we go over one book a month and make friends along the way. Okay, let's uh, not glaze over Brett here, though, because no, no, that I'm was not. ridiculous. That was, that was amazing. That was incredible. I wrote, I wrote a limerick for our podcast. Can you bring that energy? I, I know this I know this is a special one for this episode. Can you bring that energy every intro? Just a new limerick every time? <laughs> Just another jaunty limerick? <laughs> a, a sea shanty oh, for man. the next episode? We are starting off this episode great. Uh, how are you guys doing? I feel like this is the, the first time we've recorded just the three of us in a little bit. We've been busy. We've been super busy. We've uh, been busy. There's been st- exciting stuff going on. Some busy lads here. Just a couple of busy lads. Uh, what what's the book of the month for for the listeners who are wondering what what we should be reading? Oh, that's Lessons in Chemistry by Bonnie Garmus. It is Lessons in Chemistry by Bonnie Garmus. Excuse me, I have another limit. Oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> what if I had a limerick <laughs> for every? I'm gonna keep limerick, interrupting for Lessons in Chemistry. Uh, may, maybe on the last week, the last Tuesday of this month. Okay. Yeah. No, if we're, August thirtieth. Lucky. For... August 30th for Lesson in Chemistry episode? Is that yes. right? Yes. Yes, Again, listeners, every time. it'll be the last Tuesday, August 30th. Yes. Um, well, hey, fellas, do you guys want to jump into short stories where we talk about our lives and catch up? Let's do yeah, it. Dude. I've got right. a big old book-related short story that I want to run past you guys. Um, yeah, yeah. So I haven't been doing it. too much in the whole life part of my life, but I have been scrounging some books, and I'm really excited about... <laughs> about my recent finds. So first off, I uh, got a newsletter from, I, I'm subscribed to Tor, the publishing, the fantasy publisher, and they're publishing a new Southeastern Asian inspired high fantasy that comes out tomorrow. So that's going to arrive at my doorstep first thing tomorrow called that's The exciting. First Binding. Yeah. It's called The First Binding by R.R. Virdi. I've never heard of them, but it sounded super cool. And I was like, I'm on a new fantasy series. Give it to me. It sounds really cool. Yeah. And then I went to a used book fair this weekend, this past weekend. And I picked up the Farseer trilogy for $3, which is oh, no super way. cool. Yeah. What a so find. I got uh, all three of the Assassin's Apprentice books for $3. And then the big find of the week, I found a woman on Facebook Marketplace that is selling me her entire original paperback Wheel of Time collection for fifty dollars, and I no about way. lost my mind. <laughs> like, 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 are they, are they like first edition prints? They're they're just like the original mass markets, which like those aren't published anymore. They changed the design, and the design now is like the very minimalistic. Like, they're still cool, but I I yeah, like yeah. how the like really old the old fantasy retro looks. fantasy yeah yeah and so she had them on there for like 150 and i i saw they've been on there since december or something and i said hey if you ship these to me i'll pay shipping and 50 dollars." and she was like deal that sounds great and so wow. i'm super excited to have all of those That's it's so a cool. series i said i was gonna stop reading but i couldn't I pass know, it I'm, up i'm kind of surprised <laughs> 
and <laughs> I was so excited to get all of it. And it's all it's it's one through fourteen, all fourteen of them. So very excited wow. for it. And then what I'm reading, um, I'm finishing up Sinlin Ascends, recommended by Book Reviews Gill, Evan. Uh, That's so I'm, awesome. I'm about eighty percent done with that, and that book is wild. I don't know how the series goes because it's the first of four. I don't know if it's like this story is going to wrap up and then the next ones are different stories in the tower, but we'll we'll see how it goes. And then I've started Lessons in Chemistry and Assassin's Apprentice because I'm very excited for Farseer Trilogy. Man, you're 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 not kidding. You're having like a, a little reading marathon yeah. at the Phillips house. Yeah. What about you? So I I have some it, like. This is this is small. This is dumb, but I'm really excited about it. And I w- I was saving this. I wanted to talk to. I wanted to tell y'all about this like earlier, um, because it was just like something stupid and fun that I've been into. Uh, but I downloaded two apps. One of which is called Word of the Day, and another one is just a vocabulary app, and it okay. just gives you like big words to help expand your vocabulary. I like it, and it's so fun. So and it also has a widget. Uh, so it's like a, I, I have love this like widgets. big, oh, you love a good widget, right? Oh, yeah. So there's this big, widgets. um, like section on my iPhone screen now. That's just the, the word of the day. And it's very fun because every time you open it, it like pops up with a picture and then the word, and then you tap on it and then it gives you like the, you know, the noun adjective, whatever the, the definition and then like how it's used in a sentence. And it's, it's just been a good time. And you know, I haven't incorporated a lot of these words into my uh everyday vocabulary but i'm excited about it okay um, Sh- share yeah. with us what do you have <laughs> Sh- what was the word uh, of I the mean, day the word of today uh as as we are talking is loquacious uh which is to excessively talk but usually in an articulate or fluent way um and so hopefully that's what we'll do on the podcast the other day was <laughs> word was vacuous which was uh when someone talks or when there's a lot of noise but hmm? sorry continue that was a vacuum (laughs) joke yeah so so vacuous is essentially like when when there's a lot of like things said uh but there's not a lot of like sustenance or content behind it and i was like huh maybe that (laughs) maybe that's more akin to what our podcast is i know Um, a good vacuous podcast uh, yesterday's word was moodle and that's to idle around and it's a verb like to uh, like i was just moodling and that's great moodle gonna, that's fantastic moodle. yeah I, i'm so excited about this y'all like you're a self-improvement king i love it i i'm really trying you know i i want to uh i want to throw in moodling around and and lo- loquacious and languish and lays and precarious and all the other words that i found from word of the day in my day-to-day vocabulary i feel like that's something that i could work on expanding mm. Uh, I really have noticed while doing the podcast that I've got like three descriptors that I go to. You're you're laughing right now because you know one of them is charming. <laughs> if everything's it's just charming or cool or awesome. Like I I've got very few uh, words that I just you know kind of cling on to. So I'm trying to expand. I'm trying to self improve. Yeah, that's all we can do. You know. Um. So. What I am reading this week, you know how you know how the last time we did an episode before the Evan episode, and I said I was reading Lessons in Chemistry and um, uh, 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 Magic Steeped in Poison. Yeah. So I stopped. I I stopped reading those books wholesale. Picked up the Return of the King, read that fully, 
finished that book and then also picked up Pillow Thoughts, which is a an entire poetry book for today's episode, and finished that. Both of which were fantastic um, and great and just had me energized to read. Um, but now now I'm back on my back on my game with Magic Steeped in Poison and Lessons in Chemistry. So I will be finishing those this week, probably. I, I last time I said I said definitely, and I feel like I'm just, you know, lying to, to you guys yeah. and more importantly our audience. And that that just can't be that can't I don't I don't stand for that. Yeah. So Brett. Brett, hit us with your short story, pal. Uh, my short story is just going to be a uh, quick shout out to my mom because uh, she loves poetry and I talked to her about poetry and I'm going to keep talking to her about poetry because I'm more interested in it. I mean, I think that was going to be the moral of this story for at least me is that now I'm more interested in poetry. Yeah, um, dude. And then I'm reading Rhythm and my uh, I read an epic poem for today's episode Ooh. the odyssey yep the original oh you've heard of it <laughs> the um, but yeah so that's me and nice. um, i don't i don't think we've actually said that what, what we're talking about today which usually after i, I think our week, listeners we should... might have grasped it because yeah. we've been like hinting around and brett just like started this episode with a beautiful limerick right. so this this episode we are discussing poetry uh we all read po- uh poems and or books of poetry uh, and did not discuss before sh- the show. So this will be really interesting to catch up with each other with our poetry experience. Wow. Before we do that, let's get into quote of the week. Yes. We've got a a beautiful little quote quote today. Parker's actually read this book. I have not. I don't think Do you, do you want me has. to take this one? Because I, I, I do I want you to so take excited. this one because I know you love this book. Thank you. Well, that's that's so kind. Um, yeah. So Lena T, thank you for sitting in a quote of the week. Uh, your your quote has been selected, so us the listeners, um, or us the the bookings with friends and the listeners will have to live out this quote for the rest of the week. And that quote comes from T.J. Clune's "The House in the Cerulean Sea," uh, which, if you are a longtime listener, you know was one of my favorite books from last year. I absolutely adore, adore, adore that book. Um, and the quote is, "You can always judge a person by how they treat animals." Uh, which I also completely agree with. So fantastic quote. And thank you, Lena, for sending that in. And listeners, treat animals with kindness. Don't be a monster. I mean, we know you're not monsters, but um, yeah. Like you can, ju- you, can it just, you can always tell if a person's a good person by how they treat animals. Yeah. Well, thank you, Lena. And then uh, now we can get into the meat of the episode, which is poetry. Something that we all know very well. So much about. Experts. Oh, man. I'm, I'm, you know, there, there's times when we do this podcast where I feel like I have crazy imposter syndrome. Uh, because every I feel time like, I you know, do we're this not, podcast. <laughs> right. Every, every time I get in front of a mic, uh, I, I don't know big words. I'm trying to learn big words. Yeah. Um, I can barely read. It's amazing. It's amazing that we have a book podcast. What if, I, I like the idea of us like talking about poetry and our short stories, and then we get to this part, and we're like, "This week we're talking about Darrow from Red Rising." <laughs> <And we're> like, <laughs> just throw it all out of the window. A character study, yeah. No, uh, we are we're definitely doing poetry. Um, I I feel like Brett really brought the heat with the I did a lot of research. His- his intro limerick and he did do a lot of research before okay before we get too far i want i i'm dying to know what did everyone read um i can uh, i can go first i 
I have a copy of it right here. I read uh, J.R.R. Tolkien's retelling oh. of. Um, I don't. You guys can't see it right now um, because my background is blurring it. But it's uh, Sir Gawain and the Green Knight, which is an Arthurian legend and epic poem. Um, it's one of the most famous Arthurian legends. There's been a movie made about it now, um, but apparently, uh, Tolkien did a his own like interpretation of it and it does include the word in middle earth oh that's so cool but yeah so he didn't actually finish it while he was alive so his son christopher uh actually like edited it but yeah so i just thought i love history and um like mythos and stuff so what better and i have seen the movie too so what better what better option than to read an epic poem which was Mighty bold of me, I must say, because (laughs) it is hard to read old English poetry. I I can't imagine, on top of it being just how, like, eloquent uh, Tolkien writes, I feel like that is a a massive challenge to surmount. Like, I I cannot even believe that you took that on. I'll say, if I hadn't seen the movie already, I would have had a lot less knowledge of what was going on around me. Um, I would have been very lost, but I had a general idea of what was going on just because I was like pacing myself through being like, okay, this is what happened. This is, yeah, I'm looking for keywords and stuff. Um, but yeah, it was, it was really good. I really enjoyed it. Um, and it was, I just thought it was cool that he did his own, uh, there's multiple interpretations of it. Um, but I just thought that one was really cool. Um, but yeah, so if you're, if anybody's interested, uh, it's an epic poem um, the stanzas are built to alliter- uh, alliterative verse, which is like the repetition of consonant sounds. Mm. Um, there's themes of chivalry, um, virtue, a good old lesson learned, which is kind of the basis of epic poetry. But yeah, so it's just really good. I mean, I enjoyed it. Um, it's, it is an undertaking, so just be ready for that. But uh, yeah, I, I definitely enjoyed it. So can I ask you, because I, I honestly know nothing. I have not I have not seen the movie or read this book or know anything of the actual epic itself. Uh, so is this is this a like poetry in long form in a story? Yes. Like, it tells an entire story. So it's like each stanza or paragraph. It ends with like I can I can I can show you an example in a minute or read you an example in a minute. But yeah, it's, so it's just long, like long form poetry. Where like kind of the ending of each stanza is where you, where you get into kind of a rhyme, uh, okay, rhyme metric. I don't know if I use that right. I don't think I use rhyme that scheme right. meter. Rhyme scheme, yeah, something. Scheme, I was scheme. trying to look up. <laughs> I was trying to look up so much about poetry to try to like at least at least be able to have this right. conversation. Guys, poetry is so cool and it is beyond me. But yeah, <laughs> the base the basis of the story is Sir Gawain is the youngest knight of King Arthur's court, and he's also his nephew. And this stranger comes in, challenges anybody to a duel, um, like a game of hits, basically. Um, And if you can do any um, attack on him, as long as he can return the favor and do the exact same attack on you. I'm explaining it probably pretty poorly. But basically, (laughs) Sir Gawain cuts off his head, and then he has a year and a day to go get his head cut off by. So it's just like a, you know, it's one of those things where he's like, you know, whatever hit you do to me, I can do to you. And instead of just doing like, you know, like slashing his arm or something, he beheads him. And then it's like, oh crap, now I have to get beheaded. And so it's just like his journey to get to that point. 
That that is very bold of you to take on. It yeah. seems <laughs> that is complicated and and old English. It's it's rough. Not rough. That it's it's tough. Is is I mean, the, the uh, word? Honestly, though, like props to you for jumping head head first into this. Well done. Yeah, I feel like you dove like you just like went right past the shallow end, right into the deep end. You said no, thank you, and no, thank you to the kiddie pool, and you went right <laughs> in. I can read you a quick um, like example. Uh, yes, of... please. Okay, um, so this is basically when the knight is like putting the challenge out there he basically just shows up in king arthur's court and is like he's talking about a sword he said i hand it over forever he can have it as his own and i will stand a stroke from him stock still on this floor provided thou lay down this law that i may deliver him another which is basically him saying if you hit me i get to do the same back to you this is Mm. this is my interpretation If, if you do a hit i get to do a hit yeah, and then that's, yeah, that's it. Yeah, and then he says, um, "And yet a respite I'll allow till a year and a day go by. Come quick and let's see now if any here dare reply." So that's kind oh, of like every, a, every page is probably a paragraph, I would say. But yeah, it's I, pretty intense. I love it. Can I can I tell you all what I read? Yes. So I read "Pillow Thoughts" by Courtney Peppernell. Uh, which side note is a fantastic last name. Yes. I love the last name Peppernell. Um, Pillow Thoughts is modern poetry, and it is so good. So uh, the the premise of of Pillow Thoughts is it's a collection of poetry uh, about heartbreak, love, and raw emotions, and it's segmented out so uh, it can be picked up for like whenever you need it. So it's it's like it's got like segments for. Uh, for like new, like blossoming love. It's got segments for heartbreak. It's got segments for if you're just feeling lonely. It's got segments for like an old, more mature, romantic love. And the entire thing is fantastic. Uh, the, the, like one of the reviews for it is it's what, it's a book that you want by your bedside and you can make a cup of tea and just let yourself feel. Yeah. And obviously that spoke to me, like, to my to my core. Yeah, that's uh, wonderful. I, I really, I mean, I chewed through it. It's it's so good. Um, and every every section, every individual section uh, had, a like, a good amount of, like, joy and hope and sorrow and sadness. And it, it made me feel a lot, but in, like, the best kind of way. And it, it felt like a collection of just, like, really great, like, quotes from a novel that you'd read. Yeah. Um, but just snippet it out into singular. And some some would be very short and some were full pages. But, man, I, I cannot recommend Pillow Thoughts enough. So uh, my first step into this poetry realm went fantastic. Yeah. Poetry's dope. Yeah, I'm a bit. Hey guys, I'm a, I'm a poetry guy. Is all, uh, apparently, poet here. um, so I really want to support uh Courtney Peppernell. I'm gonna pick up. I think she's got like three or four volumes of Pillow Thoughts. Like she, uh, is is a very well renowned modern poet, uh, from Australia, and um, she she's doing the dang thing. So she's very successful, and a lot of people like her books. And I think I'm gonna try to at least like incorporate uh you know one or two of these every so often just to like help me process my emotions because it did a really good job with that um man i don't know sounds wonderful to me um so first off my history with poetry is 
not a great one. Um, and what I mean by that is it's something that I have tried, but I haven't really found uh, a poem killed your aunt uncle in an alleyway. <laughs> I really haven't found poetry that like jives with me. Yeah, I, I've given a, a, a decent try before. I haven't tried in a few years or so. Um, but what I did do is I went back and I read um, Dream Work by Mary Oliver, which is one of the first uh, collections of poetry that I ever read. And I honestly did like some from it. And so I wanted to kind of refresh on that. I think I read it two or three years ago. Um, but it's it was a Pulitzer Prize winner. I was going through a stage um, a while back where I was like reading through some Pulitzer Prize winners, trying to get the gist of what, you know, would win something like that. And spoiler alert, I did not like most books on the Pulitzer <laughs> Prize winner list. <laughs> um, but I really like this one. It was written in the 80s. Um, by Mary Oliver, like I said, and her the 1980s. Whole... Yes. What? Okay. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, we're talking poetry no, here. This for could some, be. I I I came in strong there for some reason. I thought you were making a joke about the 2080s, and I don't know why. But when you said 1980s, I was like, yes, that would be great because Brett brought Brett brought some like old uh, classic poetry. I brought modern poetry, and you brought future poetry from the 2080s. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. No, it's it's from the 80s, um, and it's it's big focus is on um, the love of people and nature. So Mary Oliver was um, to, just a big focus of all of her work was on nature. And that's something that I was really into. And it's something I could relate to. Cause I like, if you throw deep poetry at me about like philosophy, just zoom right over my head. Not going to, yeah. not going to even glimpse at that. But I did pull one from dream work that i would like to share with you to kind of move into our section of poems from what we read if you don't yeah mind. let's do that yes. Let, yeah dan kick us off with that okay so um i'm not gonna read the whole thing um but the i'll, I'll give a little little summary of the first half she's basically talking about brilliant minds in the world and you know um very small insignificant people can grow to create very large and very important things and then she kind of breaks down back into the the smallness of people and about herself. And she says, but this morning, climbing the familiar hills in the familiar fabric of dawn, I thought of China, India, and Europe. And I thought how the sun blazes for everyone just so joyfully as it rises under the lashes of my own eyes. And I thought, I am so many. What is my name of the deep breath I would take over and over for all of us? Call it whatever you want but it is happiness it is another one of the ways to enter the fire. And I was like, man, that's some, that's some deep it's, words. Yeah, Mary Oliver, yeah. that's coming in hot. Uh, but a lot of that, that one is called sunrise. And so the whole thing with that one, I, I looked up an analysis of it and she talked about like, she literally was like on a walk. She's an American author. She was just like on a walk in the morning and saw sunrise and came back and wrote this. And I was like, man, that's cool. Yeah. I, I wish I could be as creative right. as that because that's insane. <laughs> Gosh, that's amazing. And this is probably basic for a lot of like, you know, consistent poetry readers. And I'm probably like a little baby, but I love limericks, guys. They're so fun. <laughs> They're so limericks fun. Limericks are fun. They're they're like dancey. They're jaunty. They've got a good tune to them, you know? I'm going to read you two that I found that I just loved, and they brought me joy. So um, this first one is by uh, a poet named Algernon Charles Swinburne. 
Swinburn, oh. Swinburn. Yeah, That's it's a quite a name. And this is here we go. There was a young lady of Norway who hung by her toes in a doorway. She said to her beau, "Just look at me, Joe. I think I've discovered one more way." And it's <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh, Brett, you are a peach. I it's, love you so much. How how funny is that? It's so good. <laughs> um, Honestly, I think I you know that's the I, that's the beauty of poetry, man. It can be anything, right? Um, speaking of anything, I I didn't share mine, but I also have my favorite poem. Um, if I can, yeah, go interject. go with that. Um, this is from Kendrick Lamar's DNA. I win again, then win again, like Wimbledon. I serve. Yeah, that's him again. The sound that engine like a bird. You see fireworks and Corvette tire skirt. The Boulevard. I know how you work. I know just who you are. That is genius. <laughs> yeah. And I know I sound like the widest guy ever reading it. I'm obviously not gonna rap it, but yeah. it's no. But I. It's so good. I think there is something to be said because poetry and music have so much in common. Oh, yeah. They yeah. overlap so much. And I was thinking about that even when I was reading Pillow Thoughts because a lot of the poems themselves felt very lyrical. You know, they felt like they could be inserted into music that I like or music that I listen to. Um, and it may, I, I had that kind of a, a similar thought, Dan, where I was like, man, a lot of like modern day uh, music artists or musicians could be good poets it, I mean, they it's probably are. you know i feel yeah, like I mean, they just yeah i feel like they just right it just takes know? a different form right um so i have i have a couple a couple poems like i said to choose from so i think i'm gonna do one of the uh happier poems and then i'm gonna do one that is um a little not not sadder but just a a different uh tone okay. Uh, these these are both from Pillow Thoughts. So uh, the first one is untitled, and it, it just says, People should fall in love more. Fall in love with the way your coffee swirls as soon as you pour the milk in. Fall in love with the look your dog gives you when you wake up. Fall in love with the rare moment when your cat doesn't ignore you. Fall in love with the person who tells you to have a good day. Fall in love with the waiter who gives you extra chili fries. Fall in love with sweaters in winter and cold lemonade in summer. Fall in love with the moment your head hits the pillow. Fall in love with talking to someone until 4 a.m. Fall in love with the days you can hit snooze button over and over again. Fall in love with... Or fall, <laughs> God. Fall in love when a lover stares at you for five hours. Fall in love when the stars... I, I am butchering this. Fall in love with the stars when they look at you. Fall in love with the sound of someone breathing. Fall in love with the bus if it's on time or if the train comes early. Fall in love with everything possible. And... I just really enjoyed that particular poem because it was just really hammering away this idea of like, and and this is, this is prevalent throughout the entire book. And it's kind of one of my like favorite core, like philosophies, I guess, which is like, it's the everyday small things that really make up your life. And oh, just yeah. like the, the very granular yeah. actions um, are, are way more overwhelmingly important than the big moments. Um, so that poem in particular, I just, it's, it, it stuck with me. It was, it, you know, very romantic. Um, and then the second one, uh, this is in the back half of the book. I think this is, um, in one of the sections that's like for when you're feeling lonely or if you need a reason to stay, um, each section is like titled something different. Uh, this poem is called the bricklayer. 
And it goes, Once I met a bricklayer on a sunny afternoon. I had only surfaced from the deep slumber underneath the moon. I asked him why he was building such a wall, but he did not, he did not respond, and I wondered if he had heard me at all. He worked until the sun dipped low to touch the skyline. Building his hall, bidding his wall higher, I had never seen such a design. Sir, I called, but he was behind the wall. Sir, I called again, but the wall was far too tall. And then came a faint sound I barely heard. This is what you wanted. This is what you preferred. But I looked at the wall looming above, a wall keeping out everything, even love. And it's just that idea of you like when you know you build your walls you build your walls to protect yourself but then you block out love and just the symbolism of the bricklayer uh, it beautiful it it had me i was feeling all sorts of ways (laughs) i think we mentioned it earlier um or we've each kind of mentioned it at some point um but whether we're a poem or poetry person i think we all kind of said dan said he went through a phase and I think me and Parker are kind of exploring it for sort of the first time. Um, but on the whole... It makes it sound like it's a drug. <laughs> yeah. We're experimenting. Uh, Dan went through a phase. He quit cold turkey. And now, well, now we're just trying it out. Yeah. Injected it straight into my veins. Didn't straight like it. into the veins. I think it allows for... And I think it's exactly what Parker was saying with Pillow Thoughts is... And I watched a... Uh, interesting TED talk on creativity uh, that was actually done by Ethan Hawke, the actor, because he was basically saying like, no one really seeks out, no, not many people are like poetry people until something happens to you in your life. Like your heart gets broken Mm. or maybe you fall in love or maybe you lose somebody close to you. And then you seek out like, why, why do I feel like this? Has anybody else ever experienced this? And poetry is like perfect for that. And a book like pillow thoughts is perfect for that. And so I think that's something that can be used therapeutically. Poetry can be perfect for that because it lets you know that you're not alone and it, you know, can brighten your day and give you hope. So I think oh, poetry. Yeah, dude. I mean, it was, it was like written therapy for me. Yeah. I, I do kind of want to keep this book like on hand <laughs> at, at any, at any given time, whenever I'm having like a rough day, I'm just going to whip out, you know, one of the sections of, right. of pillow thoughts and help me, you know, get my, get my brain straight again, man. I'm such a, dry saltine cracker <laughs> i've never once thought poetry. i should i should seek poetry to help me with my problems just hey you're just well, that, you're laying those bricks dan so the laying bus, those <laughs> laying those bricks how i would explain me and poetry is that say i want to really like i've never seen a superhero movie i really want to like superhero movies but i've only seen green lantern and x-men origins and that's Uh, all i've had so you're saying all poetry sucks i'm saying the poetry that i've read just hasn't done anything for me and i don't know where to go to find that Mm. um but it's i want to keep looking like i want to like poetry i want to enjoy it i want to get meaning from it but it's just been rare for me to pull that from something that i've read shell silverstein baby where the sidewalk ends it's perfect. Yeah, start with old, start with old Shell Silverstein. He's so fun. See where that takes you. Yeah, I uh, I don't know. I mean, obviously, I feel like I you could probably have guessed that I I had a very good experience with reading this this first book of poetry that I think I've ever maybe actually sat down and read. Um, but moreover, like more on more than just like how I interacted with it, I was just thinking about like the concept of poetry and how like 
I feel like to write poetry in the modern era would be a really hard thing to do uh, for a couple of reasons. One, because how do you start, you know? I feel like that, like, how do you say, like, I am a poet, and then you have people trust you, right? You know, to it, it almost feels like... Um, like philosophy, I guess, would be another good example of that, where it's like there's not a lot of like modern day philosophers. It feels like something that was from a time ago. Not that it's any less needed or any less relevant or important, but it just seems more sparse. Like you don't come across people who are like, oh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a poet. Or maybe, maybe we're just not hanging out or seeking out those circles. Well, I think poetry is because like the interesting part about like the history of poetry I was like reading up on it a little bit like it was like all the devices we know of like alliteration onomatopoeia and stuff like that it all comes from like before written language and like early times when that is how people passed down history they did it through yeah. stories and they did it through poetry and a lot of times they rhymed it because it was easier to remember so it's like they huh. create all these devices and stuff like that and it's just I think nowadays there's so many ways to tell stories that poetry kind of gets put on the back burner. So you're saying modern day poetry is like marketing jingles, like things well, that are done to get stuck in your head. I think I think true poetry obviously still exists. Like, but yeah, yeah. I mean, pretty much like there's stories are told so many ways. Like we have movies, we have TVs. Like history can be passed. There's so many mediums that poetry is kind of seen as like a like a old old school like lost art form type of thing by most yeah. i mean not by most but by people our age i feel like most people our age would just be like yeah poetry's cool but you don't realize how important it is to the like the world and history like like we talked about like all music like pop artists and stuff that's just like a basis of poetry man like right it's <laughs> that's true wow that's beautiful <laughs> it's just one of those things where yeah, you know, you it's almost like you have to put effort into it and that's in our day and age yeah, that takes time and there's just not time for it or you know, we just don't make time for it. It it has it has to be something that I imagine would be a a pursuit of passion because right. I feel I don't I don't imagine there's a ton of like lucrative opportunities in that unless you are literally a poet laureate and like yeah. well renowned for it exactly. Um, but also I was thinking like it I I could spend weeks and years and my entire life trying to write something as evocative like emotionally evocative as what i read in pillow thoughts and probably would not be able to convey any sense of emotion so like i i don't know like even when i was reading the poems of uh pillow thoughts i was like thinking a lot i was like oh man this is this is good like it, it like was affecting me in that kind of like subtle way that art does when you see a good like piece of art and you're like why is this making me feel this way right um i felt that about like good poetry so i don't even know how you would begin to start to write or hone that skill and i think like you said passion is such a huge part of it because a lot of it comes from like like we said earlier like turmoil in your life like if you've been through something like it's just so it's a way of expression that's like so mm -hmm. pure and again like like dan mentioned there's high forms of poetry that are like hiding in plain sight. Like Kendrick Lamar, I would absolutely consider him a poet. Like the the things that some of these people write is insane. It's just nowadays Al they Yankovic, put it. I would absolutely consider him a poet. Any, I mean, any musical, any successful yeah. musical artist is just poetry. Any yeah. one of them. 
Do you think we've at all sounded um, even remotely like we understand poetry this episode? No, I we feel like it. everything I just said, someone could probably be like, yeah, no, you're I, wrong. I, I, just, I that was not that was not targeted at you at all. I was no, just thinking no. about uh, our our dumb uh, three brain cells that we have Listen, collectively. You're you're underselling us. We're smart. We're we're grown adults who know what's going on. Yeah. Wow. That <laughs> I'm not convinced. Yeah, that was I. It was honestly. Hey, I I took. I, I'm taking what you're saying at face value. I I think you truly meant that, but the way you the way you said it, it didn't seem like you meant it. <laughs> oh man. Oh boy. Okay. Um, <laughs> listeners, thank you so much if you have stayed with us through this episode. I had a I had a great time. I want to get Courtney Peppernell on the show. <laughs> yeah. She's so cool. Reach out to her. She's uh, Australian speak- and she writes poetry. What more could you want? What more could you want? Uh, speaking of on the show, next episode we have Annex Wilson, Lord of the Rings TikTok expert on the show, where we where we discuss pretty much anything Lord of the Rings related. And then the episode after that, Lessons in Chemistry by Bonnie Garmus. So get it ready. Yes. Do your homework. Yeah, do your homework, read Lessons in Chemistry. But before that, uh, we are we are so, so excited um, to have Annex Wilson on. He, uh, his handle is Fantasy Annex, so you might know him um, from that, from his YouTube or his TikTok account. Uh, and, and we have recorded that. We actually recorded that episode before this one. Uh, and we can say with confidence that he is the nicest person in the entire world. Um, so if you're a fan... Be excited for that episode. And if you're not, go look into his content and you will learn more about Lord of the Rings than you ever thought possible. And you will have a great time doing it because he's just the best, the best guy. Um, Dan, where can our lovely listeners, if they want to reach out to us, if if fans want to write in uh, their favorite poems, their limericks, uh, and or uh, send us in quotes of the week, where can they find us? Email me at bookendswithfriends at gmail.com. Please send me your email emails. Daniel. We, have, we have so much fun reading emails and I love responding to emails. I will, it doesn't have to be book related. You can just, you can talk to me about anything you want and I'll respond and have a good time with it. And then yes. TikTok content, bookends with friends, pod. Is that correct? Hey, you got it. Bada bing, bada boom. I think it's the same for Instagram, except underscores are tossed in there. Yeah, bookends underscore with underscore friends. Um, and then from there, there's also links and you can find everything else from from that. Um, link in bio, that kind of that kind of crap. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but on, on the note of on the note of emails, we have received really some great kind emails. So I just wanted to give us a couple special shout outs uh, to Hannah. Hannah P, thank you for keep uh, your continuous emails about the show, lessons in chemistry, stuff like that. Um a uh, special shout out to Zach Dyson, the quote king, who is continually sending us great quotes and he will make it back into the quote of the week uh, very soon. I- I'm sure of it because he sent us some fantastic quotes recently. Um, Lena, thank you again for sending in quotes. The quote that we had today was great. Uh, Jenny Consalvo, thank you for uh, reading Lessons in Chemistry. She's been messaging me about that and has she's just been very excited which kind of like gassed me up to read it because it's a great book it's it's so much fun and i'm I'm very very excited to talk about that with you guys and to hear all of our listeners thoughts on that uh any other any other people that i'm missing anybody else y'all want to shout out special shout out to brett's mom for helping us with the poetry episode and for uh just raising such a wonderful great big boy he's the best and we love him so much (laughs) 
Um, all right. Thank you to um, Jacob Robinson for wonderful theme music and Maddie Moon oh, yeah, for like cover guy. art. And I will leave you with a final limerick. I didn't write this. You didn't. I didn't you write dog. this, unfortunately. Oh, okay. That's I, fine. I know it's big disappointment. I should have written an outro one, but I do have one from a, a Dixon Lanier Merritt. Yeah, send me home on that beautiful limerick. It's called A Wonderful Bird is the Pelican. A wonderful bird is a pelican. His bill holds more than his belican. He can take in his beak enough food for a week, but I'm damned if I see how the hell he can. <laughs> oh my God. That is incredible. That is beautiful. Wow. Thank you, Brett. That's like the Jimmy Buffett of poets right there. It's okay. <laughs> and never forget the real books were the friends we made along the way. Wow. What a ridiculous episode. <laughs>